www.bluesradiosports.com. Saying, hey, it's Monday, it's March 5th, we've made it. It is your morning ritual. With, we, made with me. It. we made it through the weekend, even though where, where did it go? I don't want to make it through where a weekend. Where did it go? I want to stay in the weekend. <sighs> I did a first, I'll get to that in a little bit. Something I've never done before, something I never thought I'd do. You didn't buy me dinner, so... No, well, that's that's 100% true. Anyway, uh, morning ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNS, TAM 792, Sun's most stimulating talk. Uh, there are three things... That I think you need to know. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, number one, uh, the Oscars. I didn't watch them, but I, and I'm like, all right, do you, and we'll get into this, but if you didn't watch it, do you want to hear about it? And probably, but it's not, we're not analyzing. We're just, I point out the stupid and everything. It's what I do. So I have some stupid for you. But anyway, uh, apparently they wore, uh, the celebs wore orange pins in honor of gun control while they were protected by 500 armed L.A. police officers. You gotta love that, don't you? We don't need guns. That's my favorite thing. We'll get into that. My favorite thing from the, um, from the Oscars. Out of all the stupidity, they said, whatever, stupid is stupid. To me, that's the best. Like, you don't, it does not get any better than that. Uh, second thing. I think you need to know, uh, I had a listener forward me an email, they, they signed up for the Democrats' email and stuff like that. Apparently, uh, you get this, this is, this is just fantastic, the Democrats are literally fundraising off of the Florida school shooting. They sent out an email from a student that survived the shooting, asking for money. Can you get any lower than that? That is just sickening, isn't it? Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, third thing I think you need to know, and this is another one. It won't get talked about that much in the news, but it, I think it's kind of a big deal. That, And it's all related to the, the shooting stuff. That David Hogg, that, you know, whatever, junior or see whatever he is, that high school who's out there, you know, it's his mission now. He's an activist. He's a board activist. Dad's a retired FBI agent. He went on Bill Maher's show on Friday. And bragged that the White House called him to see if he could actually partake in the listening session. They're like, we want to hear what you have to say. And he bragged about hanging up on the White House. I didn't want to hear what they had to say. But you know what? People need to accept us. We, you need to hear all of our opinions. And when I mean that, I really mean just my opinion. Because yours is garbage. I mean, really? That's what he did. We have the audio and everything. It's awesome. Three things that I think you need to know. So seriously, this is my favorite story. I'll put it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio. Like it and follow it. Uh, reported by Breitbart, because they have it. And actually, they got it from a Variety. Variety, the magazine. Uh, they have a quote in there. LAPD Commander Blake Chow. The man who was in charge with the uh, the whole protecting the celebrities operation. 
said, quote, we have these concentric rings of security that start in the middle and radiate outward. We have a lot of officers in fixed posts <clears throat> and footbeats keeping an eye on the event. They deployed 500 officers to wrap the Dolby Theater in multiple barriers of armed security for the Oscars. While those same stupid celebrities were out there, um, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel was talking about it, they're all talking about pushing gun control. Guns are bad. This is bad. This is bad. They want this. Just think about the hypocrisy of this, okay? These celebs out there in Hollywood at the Oscars not only have 500 armed police officers there to protect them as they talk about their hatred for guns, you can't even get into the Oscars unless you have the right documentation. If you just walk up and say, I'm human, I want to go, they'll say, you can't get in unless you have the ticket. You need your paper. And that's just unfair. That's just unfair. But that actually speaks to the hypocrisy of these fools. They want America to have this big, giant, open border, let everybody in, except to my events. I don't want you peasants. I don't want you people anywhere near me. And you shouldn't have anybody with guns protect you, but we should have them protect us. That's the ultimate. That, to me... That's what you take away from the Oscars. I mean, they're going to say what they're going to say, and they're going to be stupid as hell. But this is the kind of stuff that needs to be talked about. Right? Okay, let me tell you. Road closures to stop people from breaching a security perimeter made up of a, you ready for this? Wall of 10-foot gates and barricades. A wa- They had a wall, man. Plus FBI agents and firefighters. Wow, how about that? LAPD officer Luis Garcia told Breitbart there's definitely going to be an extensive police presence. I mean, I'm looking at this. Big chain link uh, fence going up. uh, Security all over the place. Blah, 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 blah. The commander there at LA police, uh, Chow. Hey, Chow! Not Leslie Chow. No relation to Leslie. This is Blake Chow. Um, He said the Vegas shooting was something that was kind of new and forced his department to rethink their approach going forward. So there you have it. They had guns and walls protecting the Hollywood celebrities. Good for them, not for you. That's where you hear the whole limousine liberal thing. We can drive in the big SUVs and the... And the limos, we don't want you to do it. you you got to drive one of those little dinky smart cars. When somebody hits you, you get crushed like a tin can. You can't have your air conditioning going. You're killing the planet. You can't fly. We can fly. You can't go on your yacht. We can go on a yacht. It's the total hypocrisy. To me, that's what I take away from the Oscars. Right? Why are you looking at me that way? Well, nobody tells me when I can and can't go on my yacht. It's my yacht. Are you sure? I don't even have it. They will take it from you. <laughs> Well, what's your definition of yacht? A little dinghy? Yeah, it's my yacht. <laughs> so uh, that's that's the latest. That's that's what uh, the Oscars is all about. Does it really matter what else? They, I mean, shockingly, they're against guns for illegal aliens. They made fun of Trump a few times and Pence a few times. No way. I can't wait to find out. It's not out yet, but at some point this morning, I, I'm sure overnight numbers will come out. And I'm sure it'll be the lowest rated Oscars in like 30 years or 40 years or 50 or when the population was much, much less, right? I'm sure it'll be that way. 
Um, I think last year they said it was the lowest rated in nine years or is a nine year low or whatever and blah, 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 blah. Um, so whatever. What do you want? This is what these people do. As a matter of fact, you know what you want to know how bad it is? I'll play one for you right now. I'll play one. 42. Jimmy Kimmel. He couldn't. I mean, right away. Oh, right with the Trump jokes. Right with this. Right. Oh, yeah. You got some random chick who was uh, born in Mexico, raised in Kenya. And he's like, oh, there you go. And it was, they had this little film thing. And they tried to make the joke of, all right, uh, here comes the tweet storm from the president's toilet. Hang on. I'm hanging. There could be a uh-huh. issue here. What happened? Oh, there it is. Go oh, ahead. you're good. I don't know. Something happened with the system. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, the system. Yeah, we're back. It's a write-off, The Jerry. system is down. The system yeah. is up. There you go. Oh, wait. That's wrong one. Wrong you, button. You, you push oh, wrong buttons. The system is, is down. No. Here we go. This is Jimmy Kimmel, one of his first jokes in the model. And I didn't watch it. I've just read reviews. And you want to get your own opinion. But people are saying it was like the least funny uh, monologue they've ever seen. I mean, it's all activism all the time, but uh, here is just some of it. Here we go. So if you do win an Oscar tonight, we want you to give a speech. and We want you to say whatever you feel needs to be said. Speak from the heart. We want passion. We want, you have an opportunity and a platform to remind millions of people about important things like equal rights and equal treatment. If you want to encourage others to join the amazing students at Parkland at their march on the 24th, do that. Wow. So there you go. If you want to thank he is, uh, he is pushing. Going on to that March 24th, uh, it, it'll be similar to the Angry Vagina. It's just one of the Angry Vagina costumes. It'll be, you know, that March. March for our lives and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Sure, it's going to make a big difference. But that's just one example of what they were doing and what Jimmy Kimmel was doing. And I don't want you to have to uh, sit through all of it. We have some entertaining sound bites for you because I know how they're good because my litmus test is Ryan. And when I talk to Ryan and, and I send him the prep, and the first thing he says to me is not like, how's it going? How you doing? I got this. I got that. It starts, he starts getting very, very mad. Very mad. You like about to upset me in the morning. <laughs> first thing, first thing out the box. Right away. Right away. Uh, yeah, I know that's, that's a big problem. All right, there's, there's more. We'll get to it. Uh, but there's so much more funny as well. Jeff Flake apparently had a pretty good and still has a pretty good relationship with Barack Obama. This is all you need to know. He hates Trump and has a good relationship with Barack Obama. We'll get to that. Um, however, you know what? We'll get to Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters says, uh, she has another reason why Trump is racist. This is the best out of all the things. This might be the best. However, coming back in about five, the Florida legislature, guess what they voted to ban and what they voted to approve of right there in Florida, where they had the high school shooting. You have to hear this. It's coming up in about five morning ritual. With me, Gary Lewis, KNSTAM 792, Sons, most stimulating talk. Talk. Yes, hello, 628. Thank you for hanging out. Man, stuff's a lot of stuff's happening. A lot of things, a lot of, lot of, lot of things in the fire, Jerry. A lot of As the, the kids hopper, like to say, the hopper. it's popping off. There you go, it is. 42 out now. Going to be about 71 and sunny, and it's only going to get warmer. 77, 79, 80s by the end of the week, Thursday, Friday. So, uh, yeah. Get ready, the heat's coming. As Glenn Fry said, it's on. It's so cheesy. Why am I doing that this morning? Anyway. It's good. Eh. Uh, I'm about to put that story about uh, the 500 the armed officers uh, on my Facebook page, and I'll tweet it out, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. 
uh, at Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Like and follow me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter. It'd be cool if you did. So a story from Reuters. I saw this. I love this. The headline got me. Florida Senate rejects ban on assault weapons. Votes to arm teachers. <gasps> People's heads are literally exploding. How can they do this? How can those jerks do this kind of stuff? This, this is impossible. How can... This is actually what people want. Florida Senate rejected a proposal to ban assault weapons and voted for a measure to arm some teachers. Ooh. Now, an amendment that would have banned assault weapons attached to a wider bill failed Saturday. Largely party-line vote. Uh, Yet a couple of uh, Republicans joined the Democrats, but it was killed 20 to 17 there in the Florida legislature. Uh, And then after the... um, Whereas an amendment to remove a provision to train and arm teachers, some teachers also failed. So there was an amendment to remove it. We need to remove this. You can't train and arm some teachers. And that failed. So that's cool. I'm digging that. <clears throat> um, David Hogg, because apparently he's the he's the person to turn to this. I, I get what do you what do you want to say? I mean, either his dad is okay with him becoming the story and getting used or they really believe it, whatever. Uh, he tweeted out, quote, elections are going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Matter of fact, I want you to hear this little snot-nosed punk. That, and that's really, but Garrett, he survived. I get it, but then when you start literally becoming a, I mean, listen to this. How can you not call him a snot-nosed punk when he said this kind of stuff? 31, on, he went on Bill Maher's show. And and uh, this is what he told Bill Maher. Here we go. Yeah, I, I actually hung up on the White House the other day. You oh. hung up on the White House. Simple. Yeah, because they called us the Surprise day before. you got through. Well, no, they they called me. Oh. And, uh, oh. They actually called me the day before the listening session and asked if we were going to come. And I said, I'm not coming because we expect President Trump to come to the CNN town hall, which he never declined the invitation from. And... The fact that they called us the day before, I found very offensive, considering the fact that there are funerals the next day. There's mourning we still had to do. Yet he, uh, that next day, went to the uh, CNN town hall. I hung up on him, yeah. Uh, Way to be open-minded. Way to really want to solve the problem. You know, all the Instagram pictures that he posts of him having a great time behind stages and things like that. Yeah, you're mourning on him. Oh, yeah, he's doing a great, yeah. Survivor's guilt, Mm -hmm. not here. You brag on hanging out. They literally reached out to you because they wanted you to. They wanted your opinion to be heard, and you said bleep you basically. And then it gets better. Apparently, Bill Maher apologized to these two for uh, Donald Trump getting here. They go, he was. I want you guys to know that this is not normal. Something out of this, this space basically shot out here, and it's Trump and blah blah blah. You have the, it, was it bleeped out? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Cameron Kasky, the other one. These two are everywhere. Uh, he decided to. Uh, Let's say this on Bill Maher's show. Here we go. I mean that. I mean this sincerely. I, I really do. To all of the generations before us, we sincerely accept your apology, and we 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 appreciate that you are willing to let us rebuild the world that you f***ed up. Classy. You know, just, just now, the arrogance. Yeah, man. Exactly. It, it, what? You, there's no respect. There's no way you can respect that. Nobody would want to do that. And, and again. Now you are, because you are a, uh, you, you witnessed a shooting, I get it, it's traumatic, don't get me wrong. Now you're in charge of rebuilding the world? Your opinions are better than everybody else's? Your ideas? You hung up on the White House? Again, way to be inclusive. Do you think Obama's White House ever reached out to people on the right? Wait, wait, have we had it wrong this entire time that every 16 and 17 year old has every answer that really does? 
matter <laughs> all of a sudden? Ask the parent of a 16 or 17-year-old girl. Uh, 6.33. Now, in about six minutes, there's more. This is just hilarious. Apparently, Trump was uh, at, what? what is it, the, the gridiron? Whatever, and it was yeah, some, some, yeah, Friday night. There's no audio, no cameras allowed, even though it was for the media. And Trump apparently was very funny of what he said to the media. He's like, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen your faces look so uh, surprised since I won the election. Just, he was making jokes all over the place. And then he made a joke about Maxine Waters. And then she reacted to it. You have to hear how she characterized it. Only Maxine could do this. It's coming up at about 6 right now. On the, here's at 6.33. Here's the latest on KNST from Fox. Leading talk. Word up. 6.39. How you doing? Three things I think you need to know. Number one, forget what the idiot said at the Oscars. Just wanted to know the hypocrisy there. They had a big, um, uh, a big anti-gun push. They hate the NRA. There were several people that said that on stage. They wore orange pins. To show that they they stand against uh, they for gun control things like that they hate the guns everything else. It turns out they were protected these celebs by 500 armed LAPD officers and a 10 foot perimeter border wall. Two things they speak out against were used to protect those celebrities. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that the Democrats are now fundraising. They are literally fundraising. Uh, off of the Parkland shooting. They actually had a, an email sent out. Apparently, it was allegedly written by one of the Parkland uh, students that survived the shooting and uh, basically asking for donations to make sure that this doesn't happen again. I mean, that's that's class, right? That's class. Yeah. Uh, third thing, I think you need to know. You know what? We'll, we'll do this. Why not? This one's more important. Uh, what I just talked about. The Florida State Legislature on Saturday voted against they voted down an assault weapons ban but voted to arm teachers now the details the details the details some to you know the right teachers, not just everybody you hey you want a gun here you go it's not oprah but let me just tell you that's a pretty big deal uh goes to show you where what, what the people really think in this country three things i think you need to know uh now the Oscars were there. People said Jimmy Kimmel was just not funny. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, apparently on Friday night, I guess it was the gridiron dinner and the, the gridiron dinner. Uh, Trump spent about 30 minutes, 30 minutes cracking jokes, making fun of himself, making fun of the media, making I mean, all kinds of stuff, right? The transcript is out. The jokes are out. Uh, he spent the, the night with the media. It was the, uh, the gridiron of uh, dinner, right? So you have that. And again, there was no, it stinks. I wish I could have, because he's good at delivering jokes. We played them in the past when he's done. I remember that was right before the election. There was a dinner in New York City and Hillary and he were there. And he, I mean, he's a funny guy. He's a, you know this, he's a funny guy. But this event's been going on since like, what, 1885 or something like that. Um, anyway, he took jabs at some people. Um, he said uh, the stories about Jared Kushner's security clearance being downgraded, which apparently is really not a big deal, but the media wants it to be a big deal. I heard a, uh, a retired former uh, member of the military, and I guess up at the White House on Russia's show on Friday, and he said this kind of stuff happens all the time. People get security up, you know, upgraded, downgraded, depending on the situation. The media just wants it to be chaotic. They're trying to create a scene of chaos, right? So he joked around. Um, that sorry he was late getting to the dinner on Saturday on Friday, 
because Jared couldn't couldn't get through security. Right? Oh, yeah, okay. This is exactly, you got the transcript there. I got the transcript. He said, it's really been another calm week at the White House. We finally have it running like a fine-tuned machine. It's fine-tuned. It's a beautiful piece of work. But before I get started, I want to apologize for arriving a little bit late. You know, we were late tonight because Jared couldn't get through security. Uh, and he just goes on from there. So he's making jokes and stuff like that. Um, joking around. Who's, he said, who's going to leave? So many people have been leaving the White House. It's invigorating since you want turnover. I like chaos. It's really good. Who's going to be the next to leave? Steve Miller or Melania? I mean, it was funny. These, are, these were Joey's. And he said, that's terrible, but you love me, right, honey? She said, behave. By the way, she's been an incredible first lady. So he's going on, right? He's, he's doing that. <clears throat> Can uh, you read this in the Don voice? I don't do It's hard to do a Don voice, Try man. Try harder. <laughs> That's funny right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know it's funny. Really? That one's funny? You think so? So I was so very excited to receive this invitation to come come here and ruin, ruin your, your evening, evening in, in person. person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you. Oh, uh, man. All right, there we go. I know. So he, he says a lot. He says jokes. Uh, he called Pence his apprentice. All this stuff. He also made a joke about Maxine Waters. And how can you not make a joke about Maxine Waters? Crazy Maxine. Right? Uh, Maxine's reaction to it is typical Maxine. She goes on um, the bitter, hateful AM joy. I mean, it, I mean, he makes a big deal. As if people are up Saturday morning at the crack of dawn watching MSNBC and watching Joy Reid. Like, nobody, if she was that good, she would be on during the week. Not on the weekend, but whatever. So, Joy Reid decided to read what Trump said. She read the transcript of, um, she read the transcript of, oh, you have that? Yeah, okay, good. Of what uh, Maxine Waters' joke, what Trump said. And then Maxine reacted. Uh, first, let's hear what Joy Reid said. Here we go. But between the self-deprecating jokes and the lighthearted roasts of Trump's favorite targets in politics and the media was this below-the-belt jab at Congresswoman Maxine Waters. Below-the-belt? Maxine Waters, he must be impeached. That's all she knows how to say. He must be impeached, impeached. But he's done nothing wrong. Doesn't matter, they say, what he's done wrong. Uh, what has he done wrong? I don't know. You got to be impeached. And then I say, I get in trouble for this. She has to immediately take an IQ test. Because <laughs> she really is stupid. I mean, we could play that. You know, we should get the hits. But before we get the hits, uh, let's hear the response. So she's like, so of course we have Maxine Waters joining us to react to this. Now, what do you think Maxine Waters would say about the president's joke about her saying she needs to take an IQ test? It's exactly, well, that too. It's exactly what you would think. Listen to this. This president uh, has been called stupid. He has been called ignorant. And even his secretary of state uh, did not deny that he called him a moron. And so he has no credibility. Uh, He has been name calling. Uh, He's been saying all kinds of things. And I certainly expected him to come out with some racist remarks about me. Rate it's racist for her. She needs an IQ test. Oh shit! Here we go. Yep. It's out. Mm-hmm. Race war. Yep. Race war. Yep. Race war. 
Thank you. Only Maxine Waters could say something like that. Like, he said, what? He, that's racist. I mean, she is so stupid. Here, here's, here, I just put something in the, in the, in the clock. Here's what she said about the black Ben Carson and the Jewish Steven Mnuchin. Do you remember this? She said basically like Trump's like anti-Semitic and racist and blah, blah. Yet she, she brings up the fact that he has a black guy and a Jewish guy in his cabinet. Listen, here we go. Listen to this. But of course, there's so much uncertainty now with this president and with this administration. Mr. Mnuchin, who oh. is the Treasury Secretary, oh. who's responsible for over 36,000 foreclosures in this area, hmm. is now... The, 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 the Secretary of the Treasury, oh, standing next to him just yesterday or day before yesterday. I'm getting these days mixed up. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on. Oh, yeah. While the president was defending the white-wing nationalists and the um, KKK and all of those alt-right groups that were basically out there in Virginia, uh, um, beating and marching and ranting about Jews and black people, etc., etc. But this is what this cabinet looks like. Mm-hmm. Whether we talk about Mnuchin or Ben Carson, right. <laughs> <laughs> you Did you hear that? That last couple of seconds. The right wing, the, the the then she breaks up the black guy and the Jewish guy. But all they do is rag on again blacks and the Jews. Is it? Are you what? And then this is one of my favorites right here. Play the next one. This is Maxine Waters. This is a hit from the past. Here we go. Well, here's what I'm trying to get to. If we discover that Donald Trump mm. or his advocates played a role in helping to devise strategy, if they're the ones who came up with crooked Hillary, oh. if they're the ones who came up with she's ill, something's wrong with her energy, and the way that he uh, basically, you know, described her in the campaign, mm. I think that is something that would put the question mm. squarely on the table whether or not he should be impeached. Okay. But you're right. He's racist when he says you need an IQ test. It's not based on actual fact. <laughs> oh, it's just it's so funny. We have so many of these. It's it it what, there's nothing else that you really you really need. Not right now. I love it. I love it. It's so good. So there you go. Crazy Maxine. <clears throat> I'll put that uh, video on my page at knst.com because it's funny. And I'll put it on my Facebook page. Uh, six. It's really funny. You don't get any better than that. All right. Um, now I have uh, I have some more that I have to get to you, including. Uh, do you know that uh, there's? Yeah, this whole me too, really quick. This me too movement. And my wife's like, "What is this me too movement?" I'm like, "You don't know." No, I don't. I, there's so many movements I can't keep track of them. And I'm like, "I get it. The average person they don't pay attention to this crap. Just like they don't pay attention to anybody." Leaving the White House. If you go to a if you go to a restaurant for lunch today, you go ask people, "Who's Hope Hicks?" They're not gonna who what what they could give a crap about a, a communications director at the White House. Oh my God, this this administration is going down. Give me a break. That's why there was a great uh, great headline on Drudge over the weekend, and I tweeted it out and Facebooked it out. Uh, it said, you know, the media is basically a bar- just attacking Trump for chaos, chaos in the White House. Yet his approval stands strong at forty nine percent. 
which is it was like five or six points higher than Obama at the same time. And you could probably tack on an extra 10, considering they're generally people don't want to really pu- still say they back Trump. So the media is trying to create this narrative that there's chaos and things like that, but there's not. There's not. It's not that way. So it's, it's just a bunch of garbage. So then you, you deal with this, this Me Too movement. But the Oscars, they honored a guy that basically was accused of raping someone, like brutally. And he won an Oscar. I'll tell you about it. Coming up, four minutes, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. com. Seven oh seven on this Monday. It's still on. Lights still. Lights are still on. Yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. For now. For now. It is your morning ritual with me, Gary Lewis. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, forget what the idiot said at the Oscars and who won and who lost and blah 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 blah. No, I mean, really, nobody, nobody cares, right? Nobody cares. Uh, this is what you need to know about it. They wore guns pushing uh, pins. They wore gun. They wore pins pushing gun control while they were being protected by 500 armed LAPD officers. And you know they hate Trump at the border wall. Yet they were they were uh, kept safe because there was a 10 foot tall chain link border fence constructed around where the Oscars was. So they had a wall and armed protection, even though they were against both of them. That's what you need to know. I, I tweeted that out, and it's on my Facebook page, a story. It's awesome. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that uh, David Hogg, you need, this needs to be known. David Hogg, there's an update with these Parkland uh, students. David Hogg uh, is the, the little snot-nosed punk that's been all over the, the media. Well, you can't say that. No, I am now. He went on Bill Maher's show bragging that the White House called him so he could be part of the listening session. Trump wanted to hear what he had to say. And he said, I hung up on him. Way to be open-minded, mature, inclusive, all this stuff that they say that we need to be, right? The be kind, all that. Yeah, okay, right. And then on top of that, the Democrats are trying to raise money. They're, they literally sent out an email signed by one of the students that survived the Parkland shooting, the Parkland, Florida shooting. They're trying to raise money off of that and using the students to do it. Isn't that just beautiful right there? Isn't that just great? Classy. Uh, the email that went out from the Democrats.org website was, I'm a Parkland student survivor. Yep. It's all about raising money. It was a Sarah Imam, Marjorie Stoneham Douglas student and survivor. Third thing I think you need to know, the Florida legislature uh, on Saturday voted against an assault weapons ban but for arming teachers. How about that one? Three things I think you need to know. Now, um, I got in, I got a, a message from a teacher here in Tucson. I'm not going to use the name of the teacher. I'm not going to say what the teacher teaches. I'm not going to say what grade it is, but it's not kindergarten, okay? It's not first grade. It's not second grade. <clears throat> um, 
It's where kids have some kind of an idea as to what's going on in this world. That could be anything, right? From from fifth grade to seniors, right? Fourth grade to seniors, for goodness sake. So anyway, um, I got this message. I asked my students the following question. Are you really, are you really doing that right now? No, no more, no more. Hang on. Are people actually calling you to find out what one? No, Mark was asking me, like, did any of the movies that won, did they use, A, guns to achieve their goal? Of course B, they did. like, sex or rape or things like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know who won. So I'm like, I'm like Blade Runner was pretty pretty violent. It was a good movie, though. I liked Dunkirk it. was good. Well, that's... Okay, but enough. No, we're doing the show. Stop doing that, people. What I did, what? I know. I'm, I, I pull the You don't have to top my hypocrisy point out of what they're doing in Hollywood. Just listen. What just, are you doing? Just What's listen. going on? So I get this message from this teacher here in town. I asked my students the following question. Would you be okay with adults on campus carrying a weapon if they volunteered to do so, applied for a license, passed background checks, uh, took and passed concealed carry course, passed specific written law and situational tests, passed mental wellness interviews, passed a lie detector, and then went through highly specialized training by the police academy or the FBI? So he asked his students this right here in Tucson. Now, what do you think the results are? Because he gave me them. You think the students are actually for this here in Tucson? You know the adults aren't. Or are they? Okay, I'll tell you the results. You, you want to you guess? I think they are. You think they're for it? I think they are for it. And that kind of situation right there, I mean, it, it's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty thorough. You'd think so, but they're still maniacs. Okay. The students that are there, they're the ones that are dealing with this stuff, right? These are the following results. No. 15. I'm still unsure, 24. Yes, 75. 75 all for it. 15 against it, 24 not sure. That's kind of a big deal, no? So the teacher writes to me, as long as the students feel the adults are committed and trained, a majority of my students were fine with adults carrying a weapon on campus. I've intended to call you about this, but time hasn't allowed it. I think this is a this is a big deal, and of course, you know what happens because people are afraid to talk. And I have an example why. This teacher right here in town says, "I would ask to keep my name private for fear of retribution, targeting, etc." It's very sad. It's very sad. You can't have an opinion now. Of course, if this teacher was, I think guns are stupid, and here's why. I guarantee the other media would run to the teacher interview the teacher, name everywhere, and the school district would sit back and smile. They wouldn't do anything against this teacher. Oh, no, no, it's, it's, that's the right thing to do. Other way around, you know this teacher would be targeted. And, well, how can you say that, Gary? I am glad you asked. I am glad you asked. Let me take you to New Jersey. New Jersey. A high school teacher was suspended for saying he supports teachers being armed. History teacher, Timothy Locke, a veteran. New Jersey high school teacher, Cherry Hill High School, 59-year-old guy, placed on administrative leave last week because he spoke out in one of his classes about arming teachers and ramping up school security to try to prevent a school shooting. You get suspended to talk about trying to stop school shootings? Remember, uh, was it two weeks ago, whenever they had the walkout in Florida, whatever, teachers, we call teachers, uh, we thought this, this story of teachers encouraging their kids to go, 
go do it. It's your right. It's your duty. This guy was suspended for having a conversation in his class. Most of the students reportedly didn't have a problem with Locke's comments. One decided to report him to the administration. One, his bag was searched and he was required to undergo a physical and psychological exam. You think teachers should be armed and you want to ramp up security to keep kids safe? You must be crazy. We're going to give you a psychological exam. We're going to check your bags. You're right. You're, you're, of course, if it's the other way around where I just, it's, it's ludicrous. It's insane to arm teachers. If I call for a psychological exam of that person, well, I would be called all kinds of names. The teacher, Timothy Locke, said, all I've ever done for that school is for my students and for the parents. He said he mentioned in the past Cherry Hill East has been compared to Columbine based on demographics, something the New York Times pointed out in 2000. He also voiced concerns about the lack of armed police officers in the school. Cherry Hill Police Chief William Monahan said the two officers stationed at the school worked for the school district, not his department. Locke and several students said the two officers listed as campus police on the school's website are not armed. So he brings this up. And for bringing it up, he gets suspended. Suspended. And now you know why teachers, when they contact me, they want to do it privately. We can't be, we, no, 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 we, we, I, I can't be named. This would be a terrible thing. This is awful. No, no, shh, 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 shh. It's really pathetic. And honestly, what it takes, and it, would, it still hasn't happened, is that this is not a secret, by the way. Principals, super, the superintendent at TUSD, he knows all this is true. The guy, it comes from the top down. The superintendent should sit back and say, at this time, we need all hands on deck. We need all ideas. We need to just talk about this like adults and figure out the best way to protect students and staff. You can agree, you can disagree, but we need to hear everybody. And nobody should be targeted, nobody should be threatened. People should be able, should be able confident to come out. But you don't hear that from the superintendent at TUSD, do you? You don't hear that from principals. You don't hear that from administrators. You don't even hear that from school board members, for God's sake. You don't hear it from anybody. Speak without fear of retribution. I mean, you know, people were afraid to speak up. When the Nazis, I, I'm, I'm going there. It's true. You speak up against the Nazis, you speak up against China, North Korea, what happens? You get killed, you disappear. You speak up against Saddam Hussein, you disappear. You're done. We have the same silencing effect in this country now? This is ridiculous. If you're a teacher... And you'd like to comment, you can use a fictitious name. Just go by Bob. Go ahead. Um, man or woman, it doesn't matter. Um, do you feel the same way? And what do you think about this? 880-KNST, 880-5678. The guy literally gets a psychological exam for saying this? Now, here's the positive from this, okay? This is, you're going to hear this coming up. Students were pissed. They were pissed. They loved this teacher. And, you know, the media covered the walkouts across the country, right? The walkouts against, uh, you know, you know, we got to walk out for security and all this other stuff. And blah, blah, blah. Happened here in Tucson. City High did it. Idiots holding signs. Hugs, not guns. But I mean, okay. When somebody comes to shoot up your school, go try to hug them. See what happens. 
there were students that actually uh, walked out. They walked out and protested this in New Jersey. You'll hear what a couple of students had to say about it, about the teacher, everything else. Should this should the uh, the teachers be armed? Students from this guy's class spoke, and you'll hear what they say coming up in about five. And your reaction. Morning ritual with me, Gary Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety two. Sounds most stimulating talk. 725, thank you for hanging out. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Add Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Like and follow, and then follow. That's how it works, because I'm putting stuff up there. Also putting videos up at KNST.com. Maxine Waters saying Trump's racist for questioning her intelligence. You gotta love that. Of course it's racist. Trump ordering eggs Benedict is racist, so it's all there. Also, the uh, uh, the Florida student survivors, the shooting survivors, David Hogg, the activist, and somebody, uh, bragging about uh, hanging up on the White House when they call them to be part of a White House listening session. Oh, snot-nosed punks. All there on my page at KNST.com as well. Uh, Going to be sunny and 71 eventually today. Cold out now, but sunny and 71 in the mid-40s right now. Really quick, let's go to Bob before we get to the, uh, the sound bites of the, the, the students that support the teacher that was suspended. Bob, welcome to KNST. Hi. How are you? Good. Hey, after my, I've got... Um, one of those teachers that uh, that works in the schools here in Tucson. Wait, wait, wait. Say, hang, hang, hang on one sec, Bob, because we're getting some feedback in the back, and I don't want people to change a channel. Okay, I don't want that at all. Uh, by the way, we had a teacher call in and said, "Thank." What did they say? Really quick, before we get to that, what, what the teacher called? Did they want to go on the air again? Of course, because they were afraid. They just want to thank you for calling us out. And you really don't know how tough it is to be a teacher nowadays. Because you might be dissent. And yeah. if, you dissent, if you're in dissent, you're going to go to re-education camp or be suspended or fired or who knows what. All right, hang on. Let's go back to Bob. Bob, welcome to KNST. Welcome back. I think there's some bleed over somewhere. It's not, it's not Bob's fault. Bob, good, buddy. Make hey, your Jared. point. Yeah, hey. My, my radio is completely off, but yeah, I can't hear you. It's not you. It's uh, You can't hear me? Hang on. How about no, now? It's, it's um, yeah, something's uh, like feedback or something. Okay, how about now, Bob? Yeah, now I can hear you. Okay, go ahead, buddy, real quick. I got gotcha. you. Okay, go ahead. You're on the air, bud. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm one of those teachers that you were talking about. Um, and I teach uh, I teach history, as a matter of fact. And uh, ever since the shooting in Florida a couple of weeks ago, we've been talking about uh, how to secure the school and whether or not um, arming teachers or school personnel is a good idea. And it's not a scientific poll, but just uh, – show of hands, probably 60 to 75 percent of the students would uh, appreciate uh, teachers being armed or maybe uh, other armed staff members, maybe an off-duty cop or a retired military. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we've we kind of talked about the old thing that, you know, when, when seconds matter, the police are only minutes away. Yeah. And, um, how, much, how much damage a person could do in those first three to five minutes, and we're not too far from a police station, but... Um, the vast majority of the students that I deal with, uh, as a matter of fact, we had a uh, emergency drill. We did a lockdown drill last week, and um, we talked about, you know, did their opinions change afterwards? And it probably went up to about 85 or 90 percent. They were saying, you know, while we're sitting there thinking about, you know, what could possibly be going on out there if it was real, it sure would be nice to know that the adult in the room could fight back if someone came through the door. Now, did you change anybody's mind, any of your students' minds? Did they not think of that ahead of time? or? Well, they... I, you know, I really try hard not to, uh, you know, I try to tell them how to think, not what to think. So yeah. I don't think it's really, you know, something I, I don't really want to try to change No, no, but I'm, ju- I'm just curious. Hang on. I'm just curious that if some of them were like, well, I never thought of that. I didn't think of that perspective. 
Now, yeah. now I have a different perspective on these. Like in that, not now you purposely saw it trying to brainwash them, but were they like, wow, I didn't think of that. Did it, did a bunch of them say that that's something new I didn't know? Well, I think, you know, when you're sitting there in the dark and, you know, you're listening, you can hear, of course, you know, it's a drill, but, you know, you're, for the most part, you're as much as you can, you know, getting 25, 30 kids to be absolutely silent. You're sitting on the ground and you realize that your, your only defense is to be quiet and be hidden mm-hmm. and you can hear, you know, out in the hallway, you can hear the principals because they're going door to door checking to make sure we're doing what we're supposed to do. Um, I think I think uh, things probably went through their minds, especially with uh, the shooting in Florida being so recent. Now you don't have to answer this, but are are you a uh, teacher in TUSD? No. Okay. Um, I mean, because I, I guess what you could do because TUSD they've announced they're in our on our news that they're going to have uh, meetings about this. I don't know what school district you have, but I mean, you know, at TUSD they they encourage kids to go to Tucson City Council and say we should have Cesar Chavez Day off. Uh, I, I think it'd be good, you know, whether it's for it or against it, I think it's good to encourage kids to show up to school board meetings to state their opinion so then the school board members can hear what they have to say as well. You know, I, I think being politically active is, is really important. I've always told the students, though, you know, a well-thought-out cause and a community supports as well. Um, but uh, being politically active, I think, is, a, is a, something that we can continue to teach our kids so do you think you'd actually tell them to show up to the next school board meeting and state their opinion you know i mean i think if they had a legitimate issue yeah I it think, sounds uh, like i, I mean it think, sounds like the you fact, know i don't think why a would, trivial why? or transient causes is worth disrupting a school board for but if you have a legitimate issue for sure no but this sounds like a legitimate issue why can't they just go up to a school board meeting and say hey my name is so-and-so i'm in this grade at this school and i think that uh, we need teachers to be armed to truly keep us safe and state why that's something that uh, I'm, I'm sure a student council member could do, but I'd, I'd really, you know, I certainly wouldn't want to organize that from yeah. my school. Yeah, I'm not organized. I mean, just encourage, say, hey, if you feel strongly about it, you should show up. If you don't, you know, it's so funny. Again, you're trying to do the right thing in that aspect. The other side always tells them to show up and do the wrong thing. But yeah. it's, it's it sucks that way. It sucks to be good, doesn't it? Well, you know, it seems like uh, Tucson leans pretty hard to one side of the yeah. spectrum. And, and, you know, they're very tolerant as long as you say what you're supposed to say. Exactly. Real quick, you didn't get in trouble uh, to, by, by talking about this? Did anybody know no, that you're talking about this? Not at all. I mean, you know, we. It's. Uh, I think that, you know, I mean, the state legislators have been talking about it. The president's talking about it. The governor's talking about it. So I think I'd be more um, remiss if I didn't talk about it. Hmm. Very interesting. You know well, what I mean? I mean, it's all I over. I, I would think so, but but again, look at look at this teacher out in New Jersey that got suspended for saying, "I think that teachers should be armed to protect you guys." Yeah, and, and that's not really what I said. I just asked them what they thought. You know, I just kind of lead. I facilitate their conversations, and they they definitely uh, you know took it that direction. Do mm. you think that teacher should have been suspended for giving his opinion like that? No, I don't think so. I, I you know it's. Being a history teacher, social studies teacher is a tough position because you want to inform the kids. You want to, like I said, you want to teach them how to think, but telling them what to think, yeah. whether right-leaning or left-leaning, then it's indoctrination no matter which side you go. So, you know, we do a lot of current events in, in our classes, so, you know, they're exposed to a lot of critical thinking, and then they come to their own conclusions. But, um, you know, we, uh, we really try not to push them one direction or the other. Okay. So I think for a, a person of authority and power to say, hey, this is my opinion and and then try to justify it you're kind of in the process of convincing kids one way or the other
Okay. Listen, man, you sound like one of those uh, really good teachers that's doing the right thing, and I appreciate you chiming in. Please stay in touch with us to let us know if anything happens uh, wherever you teach uh, regarding the subject, okay? All right, no problem. Have a great day. You too. Thanks, Bob. Take care. 733, we'll get to the the sound bites of what those students thought about their teacher getting suspended and how they they protested what the principal did. You got to hear about the protest and how they basically own the principal too. It's coming up and get more of your reaction too if you want as a teacher. 810 this morning, Jeff Flake talking about how uh, he and Obama pretty tight. Oh, wait till you hear that one. It's coming up. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Yes. 742 on this Monday, March 5th. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, there was a lot of anti-gun stuff, anti-NRA stuff at the Oscars, but what you need to know more than anything else, who cares what the idiots said, uh, while they wore orange pins for gun control, the celebrities were protected by 500 armed L.A. police officers, plus they were protected by a 10-foot wall chain link border fence. You know, they hate the wall and they hate guns, but they relied on both to be protected from people like you and me, apparently. Stories on my Facebook page. Like it and follow it. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that the Democrats are literally fundraising off of the high, the, the shooting down at that uh, school in Florida. Uh, there was an email that went out from um, Sarah Imam via Democrats.org. And she writes about turned 18 the day after the shooting, all this other stuff, register to vote. Will you do this? Uh, in solidarity, Sarah Imam, Marjorie Stoneham, Douglas student and survivor. And it sends a link where you can go and donate money. All to the Democrats. Yes. Uh, also, by the way, David Hogg, the one face that's been like all over the place. Uh, he bragged on Bill Marshall that he hung up on the White House when they called him to be part of that listening, uh, the, the listening session. Isn't that nice? Way to be open-minded. Third thing, I think you need to know the Florida legislature voted against banning assault rifles and on Saturday. And at the same time, they also banned it. They voted for for arming teachers. And that's kind of a big deal, isn't it? And on top of that, you hear it in the news, right? You hear it in the news. Uh, just just a side note. Uh, and I got it. Uh, yeah, Michael Hicks on his Facebook page. Um, you can you can see for yourself. There's going to be listening sessions. Listening sessions. For um, and public debate on what they should do with schools. And I'll give you that info in just a second because my computer is freezing up, which is always nice. Oh, here we go. Wednesday of this week, you can go. It's going to be at Choya High School from 6 to 8 p.m. Monday, 6 to 8 p.m., Saguaro High School. Concerns regarding the gun violence that continues to occur on campuses across the U.S., uh, how to prepare for emergencies, the district repairs, questions. Uh, they get how we engage local agencies about threats before and during after. And I love this. There'll be representatives from the district, law enforcement, and the community. Oh, will Chief Magnus show up to that? I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Let's play a couple quick sound bites. We'll get to some calls. Uh, and just con- go to Michael Hicks's uh, Facebook page. He's a TUSD board member for more information. Um, let's play uh, these, these guys again. Uh, the, these are students of that New Jersey teacher that was suspended because he was talking about, uh, in, in his class, they were talking about, he's a veteran, talking about the school shootings. And he said, listen, uh, I think that students should, be, uh, teachers should be armed. And we can be there to protect students. And for that, he had his bag searched, he had a psychological exam, all this stuff, and he was suspended from the school. So here's the first student on Fox, uh, Cade Zaris, number 29, uh, if teachers should be armed. I mean, he likes the teacher and was asked by Martha McCallum, should teachers be armed? Listen to this. 
Yeah, well, I feel if the teachers and campus police are properly trained in, with a gun and with a firearm, then they should definitely be able to uh, be there with, their, with a rifle or with a pistol or whatever in case a school shooting does happen because the way it's been looking, uh, our demographics are very similar to Parkland, so it's very possible that, that a shooting could happen at our school, and we would feel a lot safer if the teachers and campus police were armed. Wow, how about that? How about that? So he like they like it, and I keep telling you these these Tucson teachers and teachers from other districts calling up saying their students are actually in favor of it. Um, I want you to hear now, uh, Justin Prachodko, Prachodko, something like that. Uh, anyway, what the students did when they learned that the uh, the teacher was suspended and the teacher the student said we're going to protest and apparently the principal said if you protest you're not going to go to the prom you're going to get in big trouble blah 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 so martha mccallum said you know what was your reaction when you were basically told you to get in trouble and stuff like that when your teacher was suspended and this is the student answering here we go to be honest with you um i i kind of just brushed those comments off i was willing to take a, a big enough risk like that um to for my favorite teacher um like i said he's my favorite teacher bar none uh so after that um we basically we basically had a couple of uh we had the walkout and then after that we had like kind of like an open forum in the auditorium led by um the principal of our school um and it was basically just a big it was basically just a big uh circle uh a big cycle of Question being what happened to Mr. Locke and yeah. the principal uh, saying, uh, I can't answer that right now. Um, so it was definitely a lot of uh, secrecy and uh, just just a lot of the same thing over and over again. And we, we as the student body definitely started to get frustrated, and me personally, because I, at the end of the day, I just want my teacher back. So they stood up for the teacher. They didn't take any crap. You didn't, hear the, you didn't see the media covering that now, did you? course not would make no sense i mean seriously why, why should they cover they cover these other kids going out there stuff like that blah 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 i have to tell you something too i just was sent uh, information yeah we had michael hicks on the show was it last monday right a week ago today tusd uh, board member and he said on this show he made news he said that he actually is in favor of Teachers being armed, and of course you have to go through, you got to figure out what kind of training to go through and background check, all this stuff. But he's not against the idea, he thinks it's good to keep staff and students safe. Well, apparently someone sent an email uh, to the school board members uh, completely disagreeing, right? And just, this is horrible and blah, 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 blah. And Rachel Sedgwick... She's a school board member. Rachel, we've had her on the show once. She didn't really know what was going on with a lot of stuff, but whatever. I want to invite her on the show again. I know you're listening right now because apparently you actually heard the segment that Michael Hicks was was on, Rachel. She wrote back to uh, to this person with her take on teachers being armed. And let's just say she didn't really like it. I know we're going to do the Jeff Flake thing at 810, but that's going to, that's going to wait. I have to read you the email. 
what Rachel Sedgwick wrote about the idea of arming teachers. Holy smokes. That's at 810 this morning. If you're getting out of your car, whatever it is, you want to listen at knst.com or on the iHeartRadio app. You do not want to miss it. Download the app. It's free. It's easy. It's simple. That's what's coming up. Holy smokes. Wow. That's uh, that's pretty good, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also play. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but um, there. I think we have to. Do we have time to play. We might have time to play a couple of sound bites from the Oscars, where they were uh, pushing, of course, promotion of uh, illegal aliens and Coco. You know, Coco the movie. It was about Day of the Dead. I didn't know that's all. That started in Tucson. I thought it was everywhere. It's it's celebrated in Tucson. I thought I saw a story. Anyway, Coco. It's about a kid whose uh, family. You know, they die, and then you go to. The, he went to the other side to go see them, and then he had to get back. Apparently, uh, that was political last night at the Oscars. Wait till you hear what was said. It's coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Com. Yes, yes, that's what I was told. Anyway, how you doing? It is your morning ritual. It's 8.07. It's uh, Gary Lewis. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I got to call fake news on that. Okay, we'll, we'll find we'll that find after. Out. We'll not, flush, not, not what I'm about to say, but we'll flesh it out. That's something else. Why do people keep saying that to me? That happened oh, over we'll the weekend, too. Yeah, we'll flesh this out when we're more sober. And I'm like, why? More sober. That's what I've heard. Anyway, uh, I hope you're doing well. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, uh, the Oscars happened. Who cares about who won? This is the most important thing. They hate guns, and they hate the border wall, uh, and they even wore orange pins showing for uh, gun control. They were for gun control. Yet, so you know, there were 500 armed LAPD officers protecting those celebrities that hate guns so much. Plus, there was a 10-foot chain link border fence surrounding the venue to make sure only people with the right documentation got in to the Oscars. Hypocrisy? I think so. It's explained enough, right? I don't have to explain it anymore. Do I, Ryan? I want to make sure it's... That sounds pretty... Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. Pretty... So I don't have to explain pretty it. Pretty clear. There's that. It's kind of obvious. Uh, second thing, I think... Yes. Well, yes. Second thing I think you need to know... Uh, TUSD going to have a forum, a school safety community forum Wednesday of this week, 6 to 8 p.m. at Choya High School. Monday, Saguaro High School, 6 to 8 p.m. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen here. They're going to talk about gun violence. They're going to talk about how the district prepares for emergencies, questions they get when threats occur, how they engage local agencies about threats, all this other stuff. There'll be people from the school district, law enforcement, and the community to answer questions and concerns. All you got to do is listen to this show. So that's what's going to happen. Go to TucsonUnified.org for more information if you'd like to go. And I would go uh, if I were you. And I would talk about we need need armed um, staff members. And I'll get to that in a second as apparently one school board member thinks it's absolutely insane to do this. We'll get to her in just a second. Third thing, I think you need to know the Florida legislature uh, voted against banning assault weapons so they voted that to banning assault vote that and this happened on saturday and then right after they voted 
to arm teachers, to let teachers be armed. Of course, they have to go through some training and everything else, but that's they back that. You know why? Because it makes sense. How do you stop someone with a gun? Hmm. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, so, do you know who Rachel Sedgwick is? You should know who she is because she likes apparently saying that. Remember that? Don't you know who I am? Uh, she's a school board member. She was on the show once, and we had we had a lot of fun with her. Um, because there's like uh, there's some little drinking spot in downtown Tucson. It's pretty cool. They make crazy drinks or like crazy concoctions and what what's the stuff again with a the ice the 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 come on Manhattan? No, 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 no. The, the frozen stuff. Why can't I have a brain fart when they if you ship meat across the country? Dry ice. Dry. Yeah, they make drinks with dry ice. That kind of I, I forgot the term dry ice. Tired. So anyway, uh, she was at this uh, this place and she ordered a drink and uh, apparently it was like twelve bucks. A, what was it like twelve bucks or sixteen bucks or whatever? It was like one keg of beer in the whole state made. And she's like, I'll take it. It was only like eight ounces and it was like twelve bucks or something like that. And she's like, I'm not paying them. They go, Yes, you are. She goes, Don't you know who I am? I have like three thousand friends on Facebook and I'm on the school board. And that was pretty funny. So they booted her drunk ass out. Uh, and um, now she probably won't come on the show. Anyway, we invited her in to talk about that and other things, and she did. She was a good sport about it. We all make mistakes when we drink a little too much, don't we? Anyway, so we had Michael Hicks on the show uh, last Monday, and uh, and he said he supports arming teachers because that's really the only way it makes sense to stop somebody that has a gun. You know, got it through training and everything else. I mean, this is not just some willy nilly. You want a gun? Take a gun. Go in there. Have some fun. No, let. I don't. I shouldn't even have to preface that. It's just stupid that you would think that. But whatever. So that happened. So apparently, somebody was listening to the show. That thought it was just bad. It was a bad idea. It was a bad idea. We could call this person too. We kind of find. I know who this person is because they. It's on the email. But I, I, I don't want to do that. Anyway, I was given an, uh, an email. Uh, this person wrote to every school board member at TUSD. Mister Hicks gave an interview to KNST Radio during which he advocated for arming teachers and staff in TUSD schools or providing for permitting teachers to bring their own firearms to campus. And the reason I'm telling about Rachel, she responded. I'll get her response in just a second. This person wrote, I wish to register my unequivocal and unwavering opposition to firearms of any kind on any TUSD campus. Given the potential for accidental injury, as well as escalation of disciplinary issues into criminal charges, what does that even mean? And by the way, apparently that person, they heard the interview. I talked about how many school districts across the country do this, and you don't have any accidental injuries or any of this other stuff, but whatever. So this person is such a wacko. Given the potential for accidental injury as well as escalation of disciplinary issues into criminal charges and the part this plays in the school-to-prison pipeline, that's the Obama term, school-to-prison pipeline, I have been and remain opposed to on-duty officers on campus. This person is so wackadoo, they are opposed to on-duty police officers on campus. So who do they call if they have some sort of trouble? Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. I am, however, willing to compromise and recognize that it appears the rest of our community has reached a consensus on this issue. The arming of teachers and staff, however, is a bright line that I will not cross. I promise I will never permit my children to attend a school with armed teachers or staff. I have never seriously considered sending my children anywhere but TUSD schools I attended Wrightstown, McGee, and University High School. I received an excellent education. It shows. 
that prepared me for college and life. I want my children to have the same opportunity. I don't know where we would send our kids or how we would pay for it, but I promise you that if there is even the possibility of a member or staff carrying a firearm on campus, my children will not be there. I am not prepared today to offer an emotionally compelling or well-researched intellectual argument about gun control. Hey, there you go, genius. Or public possession of firearms. So you have no, you can offer a well-researched intellectual argument, but you're against it. If, as Mr. Hicks and the interviewer suggested, that's me, you choose to hold a public forum on this issue, I will attempt to be better prepared. For today, I simply wish to reiterate that I will never, ever permit my children to attend a school with armed teachers or staff. And you can have your opinion, that's fine, but again, it's never based on fact. You notice that? So this person, this guy, writes this email, and it happens. To every single school board member. Well, Rachel Sedgwick, one of the school board members, responds. I wonder if she actually read it, by the way. Because, and Rachel, I know you're listening right now because I called you. I called Rachel during the break. I, I have her cell phone. I sent her a text as well, said, I saw your email about the arming teachers. We'd like to come on my show and talk about it. Because I'm going to tell you exactly what she wrote in just a second. But the fact that you, you see an email and somebody admits they're not well-researched on this. They have no actual intellectual argument as to why they're opposed to arming teachers, but they're just against it. What can your response be? Well, Rachel had a response for this gentleman. Good morning. This is what Rachel Sedgwick wrote. Thank you for reaching out. I agree with you. I am sorry you heard such nonsense on the radio. You know... That's the first time that's happened, we, right? We do, we, <laughs> we do lots of nonsense on this show. You know, when we talk about the whole, like, you know, like the vagina thing and the chicks being more evil at work than guys. Looks better on a hot dog. And then the vagina march thing and stuff like that. I mean, we, we do that stuff. But this was not nonsense. You're wrong about that, Rachel. So I start to get fired up. She continues, I want to let you know that I think the idea of arming teachers is potentially the most ignorant, twisted, and ineffective joke of an idea that I have heard in quite some time. So as you can imagine, I start to get a little bit more ginned up. And I'm like, all right, she needs to come on the show. And and listen, I put myself out there all the time. You can argue with me, you can agree or disagree, and that's fine. But at least I put it out there, right? I lay it all on the table. And then you could judge. If you think it's so wrong and you're a school board member, you're a school board member, you're responsible, right? You're an elected official. This is a big deal. Come on this forum and talk about it. Maybe I'm wrong and you can enlighten me. May I'm, I'm putting it out there. Come on, Rachel. She writes, I, again, what's ignorant, twisted, and ineffective about it? I just want to know. I was a teacher, she writes, for 13 years. And I was teaching elementary and middle school students in Bridgeport, That's Connecticut, about 10 minutes, she writes, from Sandy Hook. When the crazy gunner killed students and teachers. You remember what happened with Adam Lanza, right? He was crazy. His mom wanted him locked up. Nobody from the state or the government could have, and nobody could help her. She's like, my kid's dangerous. Nobody would help her because we don't have those things anymore thanks to the ACLU and the libs. Anyway, uh, he killed his mom, uh, stole her guns, and went and shot up the kids because he was so mental and messed up that he thought that his mom... Loved the elementary school kids more than him. Anyway, she writes, people spoke then of arming teachers. It went nowhere. It will go nowhere in Arizona if I can help it. I will not ever vote to approve guns in the hands of educators on campus. In fact, I have requested an agenda item for the board to vote for a no-tolerance policy regarding guns on campus. 
Let me repeat that. She requested an agenda item for the board, this TUSD board, to vote for a no-tolerance policy regarding guns on campus. Anyone who would advocate to bring guns on campus should not be on a school board, she said. So she's taking a shot at Michael Hicks. That is my opinion. Thank you, Rachel Sedgwick. Now, what do I do? Does she have a job? She's a student, isn't she? She's trying to pass the bar, I think, to become a lawyer. First off, do you think she's really going to come on the show? She did once before. You can challenge somebody's opinion. Yes. It doesn't have to be and right. And it's not going to be nasty. Yeah, she, she could say, I hate it, and here's why. Fine. Cool. And I'll say why I like it, and we could, we could see who has the better points, right? And if you start to, to be mean, I'll just do this. Say something mean. You're a jerk. I'll just turn off your mic. Come on. No, we won't do that. But I won't be mean. But if you're going to have, if you're going to be a school board member and you're that outspoken against it, I believe you owe it to the community to explain why and explain what you think needs to be done to protect the students and the staff. And let me tell you, I'm glad you're having these listening sessions, right? I'm glad you are. You're going to go out and have it at Choya High School and at uh, what, Saguaro. But there are going to be many, 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 many more people listening to the show than will actually go to the school board meeting thing, whatever. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. So, I again, I called Rachel. I text Rachel because she even said in her voicemail, her message, all right, you know, hey, you've reached this number, leave a message, and you can send me a text. So I did both. 880-KNST, 880-5678. What, and I, I, part of me is like, do I, do I start saying what I would ask her? Well, okay. It's obvious. You probably, you heard me read that. You know, you know what you would ask as well, right? Um, she requested to have an agenda item for the board to vote for a no tolerance policy regarding guns on campus. Isn't it already a gun-free zone? Why do you have to do that? And, okay, Rachel, if you get this vote and it's done, there's a no-tolerance policy for guns on campus, what happens? I mean, then we should all be safe then, right? There's, if you have that, it's a gun-free zone, first of all. You shouldn't have to worry about a no-tolerance no policy. It's already a gun-free zone. Shouldn't that work well enough? And then if it's a no-tolerance policy, so you're doubling down, then everybody should feel safe, right? So what if there happens to be a shooter that comes on campus with a gun and they're the only person with a gun? Will you take responsibility for not protecting the school, not let, letting people protect themselves? Would, would you do that? I'm just wondering. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I would, I mean, I would love for Rachel to come on and just explain her, uh, her ideas. Michael Hicks came on, and he had no problem stating what his opinion is. You owe it to the community. We'll continue. 821. I just saw that. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But whatever. Again, everyone gets emotional. But when it comes to being emotional versus factual, whatever. It is what it is. Well, I'll get your reaction to this. Plus, apparently, the ratings are out for the Oscars. And I will, uh, I will get those to you. as well. Will you stop looking at me that way? And I will get those to you. I, I, I know what you're doing over there. We'll continue in five. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Talk. 
829. By the way, I left a Facebook message now with Rachel Sedgwick. Said I left you a voicemail, a text. Now this. One more thing, and that'll be stalking. Oh, stop it. I'm just doing everything I can to reach her so she can come in the air, and uh, we'll talk about her ideas to make the school safe. I just really, I just, I want to know. You think she's going to cut? You think she's, she's never going to respond, is she? I don't think she's ever going to. Here's the deal. She already came on and faced the embarrassment. Of- well, but that wasn't the major thing. I was trying to remember yeah. what I what I what she was on for. And apparently, see, and I, I gave her a chance last time. Uh, really quick, by the way, Sunny in 71 today. That's what it's going to be, Sunny in 71. There was a story, it was February of last year, so just over a year ago when she came on the show. And it was this, I guess there was a story. I'm looking at my what I wrote to her. Um... It's uh, the media and other members of TUSD were trying to destroy her by basically calling her like a white supremacist because I think she talked to some random guy, thought it was off the record, he wasn't, and then that guy wouldn't talk to me. Remember that? And then he wouldn't talk to me. Yeah. So um, uh, she had no problem coming on the show. Um, they were basically trying to make her be out to be a white woman, white supremacist, all this other stuff. Media tried, they tried. So I gave her an opportunity to, to, to explain it. And she had no problem coming on the show. Now I see she writes that email where she says that apparently uh, the ideas to arm teachers like what I like, again, are ignorant, twisted, and, and an ineffective joke. In response to a, a, a man who wrote her and other board members who said, I, and this is the best part, he, was, he said he was not prepared today to offer an emotionally compelling or well-researched or... So emotionally versus well-researched or well-researched researched intellectual argument about gun control or gun ownership or public possession of firearms. So he has no idea if it works or doesn't work. He's just against it. And she gives Tim credibility in that aspect. So anyway, um, I'm giving her a chance because it's now out there. And I think I'm going to I think I'm going to copy and paste what she wrote and not not the guy's email. I mean, I will write the guy's email. But not the guy's name. I'll put both. On uh, KNST.com. That's okay, right? Yeah. So it'll be out there even more. Um, maybe maybe she'll come on the show. I I, I don't know. Uh, really quick, Oscars, uh, Oscars, Oscars, Oscars. Um, Oscars ratings tanked. Shocker. Uh, the rap.com Oscars early ratings tank show sinks 16% from last year. And last year it tanked also. Uh, nobody likes you, Jimmy Kimmel. You know what he should have done? He should have cried. He's good at that. Uh, it says here, Jimmy Kimmel's return as Oscars host received an 18.9 rating in overnight numbers down 15.6% from his 2017 debut. Um, last year's Oscars landed a 22.4 rating in Nielsen's overnight numbers. 50, that was down 4.3% from the 2016. So, so Jimmy Kimmel's original one last year was 4.3% lower than the year before. And then Chris Rock's were 8% lower from the year before that. Are you noticing a trend? So apparently it's really bad. It's getting worse every single year. And these idiots just don't get it. Or maybe they do. Hey, well, we'll do the uh, Jeff Flake stuff at 910. You got to hear some highlights. We'll get to the Coco stuff. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel actually said they don't make films to make money. Th- that says it all, doesn't it? 
and he went agenda pushing. You got to hear some of this stuff. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. You know it was going to happen, but you got to hear the insanity. Uh, we'll get to it coming up in about uh, six minutes. 8.33 on KNST. Here is Fox. Hey, it's a good thing you're here. He has a lot to tell you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. What? I thought you you were like, I thought you wanted I to talk. I want to talk to you off the air. Oh, I'm sorry. Can't You'll be sorry later. 841, thank you for hanging out. By the way, first time in my life went to uh, Monster Jam, saw Monster Trucks at the yeah! TCC this past weekend. <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, saw a guy wearing a Trump shirt, picture of Trump, and it said, you are fake news. I thought that was pretty good. I dug that. That was pretty nice. It was it was interesting. Please say he was pointing. It was a pointing Trump. Yes, it was, it was oh, a pointing Trump. Perfect. It was a pointing Trump. Pointing Trump. Pointing Trump. Uh, it was interesting. Took my son. You. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, check that one off the bucket list. Uh, three things I think you need to know. I'm not into the motorized racing. Well, you know, hockey's a real sport, you know? They, what they did was... Don't you do that. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. I'm just saying. Uh, the celebs at the Oscars, anti-gun. You know they're anti-wall. This is the best part of the Oscars, though. LAPD had 500 armed officers there to protect the celebrities. Apparently, they needed armed protection, but you don't. And they also had a 10-foot-tall chain-link fence around the venue to keep the riffraff out. You needed documentation to get in there. Everything they hate, they used. Hypocrites. Hypocrites. Ratings. Uh, down 16% from last year, and it was down 9% the year before that, and 4% the year before that, and 8% the year before that. So it's a downward spiral, and they're idiots, and, and whatever. Second thing that I think you need to know, Tucson uh, School District, TUSD, they have announced they're going to have uh, forums, school safety community forums, Wednesday night, 6 to 8 p.m. at Choya, Choya High School, Monday night, 6 to 8 p.m. at Saguaro High School. There'll be, I guess, someone from... TPD, their law enforcement, school district, community, they're answering questions. They're going to go over different things uh, because they need to do this. Uh, and I'm about to put up, by the way, the emails from Rachel and uh, the uh, very upset person that listened to the show in the interview. Uh, third thing I think you need to know, Florida State Legislature, the Florida Senate, they voted, uh, they, they voted down an assault weapons ban and at the same time voted yes for teachers to be armed. Now, the details, it's all being worked out, but there was a, there was supposed to, there's an amendment to get out the arming of teachers, and that was voted down. So they basically said, yes, we'll, we'll, no problem arming teachers. Three things I think you need to know. Um, now let's play, uh, let's play some, some sound bites of the Oscars, because there's just, there's just some things you need to hear. Okay? Just some things you need to hear. Uh, let's play... Let's play Kimmel first. Kimmel went full advocate. This is why people didn't watch. This is why I guarantee people tuned out or they, they didn't even tune in. I didn't watch any of it. I just saw some highlights on the internet this morning. 42, Jimmy Kimmel on his opening monologue that wasn't funny. This is what he said. Here we go. So if you do win an Oscar tonight, we want you to give a speech and we want you to say whatever you feel needs to be said. Speak from the heart. We want passion. We want, you have an opportunity and a platform to remind millions of people about important things like equal rights and equal treatment. If you want to encourage others to join the amazing students at Parkland at their march on the 24th, do that. There you go. If you want- 
Get out there and march with the Parkland student. Get out there and do that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, by the way, let's play some Parkland student audio. And we'll get back to the, the Oscars. I, I, I have not seen any of these movies. I still, I want to see the one that Gary Oldman was in. He played Winston Churchill. I forget the name of them. That's how much... The Darkest Hour, that's what it is. I want to see that one. I've heard that was fantastic. Other than that, there's none of the, these. I've never heard of these movies before. You don't watch movies to relax? I, if they were good, one of them was three. The chick won it, and she started screaming at feminism at the end. Uh, one of the actresses it was like three billboards in something Kansas. Or I, I, never, I know. I've never heard of it. Some of it was about something transgender movie. I don't even know. I don't even know. Get Out? That was one. I, I don't even know what they are. No idea. No idea. But I want you to hear uh, on Bill Maher's show on Friday night on HBO, David Hogg, that Parkland student that's been everywhere, bragged about being uncivil to the White House. Uh, listen to this. Here we go. Yeah, I, I actually hung up on the White House the other day. You hung up on the White House. Oh, yeah, that's because cool, man. They called us the Surprise day before. You got through. Well, no, they, they called me. And uh, oh. they actually called me the day before the listening session and asked yeah. if we were going to come. And I said... I'm not coming because we expect President Trump to come to the CNN town hall, which he never declined the invitation from. And the fact that they called us the day before, I found very offensive, considering the fact that there are funerals the next day. There's mornings we still had to do. Can you imagine if uh, the Trump White House said you can't come to the listening session? That'd be major news. This guy was invited. He had the total opposite. He's attacking Trump and the NRA all the time. They said, still, come on. Let's see what you have to say. Nope. And he's bragging about it. How, what, no, you're going to lose. Every time they open their mouth, they're losing more and more respect. They're in their own little bubble right now, right? They, they're, they're in their own little bubble where he thinks that people are going to like him if he's acting that way. And they do it. And all it does is make people respect him less and less and less and less. That's what's going on there. Uh, again, 500 armed LAPD officers protecting the celebs as they walked around bashing guns and bashing the NRA yesterday. You got to love the hypocrisy of that, don't you? Um, I got an email real quick from a, uh, from a listener, a business owner that listens. It's funny how that works. Joni. Guns and movies. I don't want to see this. I love Bruce Willis. Yeah, I think he's part of our team. He, he actually is. I saw the new Bruce Willis Death Wish movie this weekend. It looks entertaining. I mean, gratuitous violence, an escape. I saw the new Bruce Willis Death Wish movie this weekend. She writes, I took away three things from it. Of course, you got to take the three things. <laughs> Kidding. She writes, the hypocrisy of Hollywood, as it's one of the most violent, gun-heavy movies I've seen in a long time. But she writes, but I enjoyed it. The desperation of unarmed victims as they wait for the police to come and save them. Yeah. I think Bruce Willis's family gets killed and he goes out and kills everybody else that killed his family. And the effectiveness of being trained and armed when confronted by an armed criminal. Funny how that uh, that works, right? Funny. Great points. I appreciate the email. You should watch the original Death Wish. With Charles uh Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Oh yeah. You know you start feeling old when they start remaking Death Wish and Bruce Willis is cast as the old guy that play you know? I'm like, oh my God, we're all getting older. It happens. All right, let's play some more. Uh, this is how you can tell that Hollywood is clueless. They're not capitalists like you would think. They, 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 in, a, in a hypocritical way, they are, but not really. 41, 41. We'll get to that. 41, Jimmy Kimmel. I guess they made some kind of a movie. I don't even know what it is. 
But just listen, here we go. Timothy is the star of a small but powerful story called Call Me By Your Name, which did not make a lot of money. In fact, of the nine Best Picture nominees, only two of them made more than $100 million. But that's not the point. We don't mm. make films like Call Me By Your Name for money. We make them to upset Mike Pence. <laughs> right? Keep losing money. See what happens. Keep losing money. We don't make movies to make money. We do it for agenda. That's all we do. It. That's what we. How's that working out for you? Again, sixteen percent drop from last year, and last year was a drop from the year before, and the year before that was a drop before that, and it goes on and on and on. Basically, told half the country go watch something else. That's what they did. Netflix. Well, not that that much better. Um, I watch. There was a movie Coco. Um. Took my son to see it because it was an animated movie. There was nothing else out. It wasn't a bad movie. He was talking about family. But it was a family in Mexico. And apparently uh, the Day of the Dead happens. And somehow the kid was transported to the day of the, the, the land of the dead. And he had to get back to the other side. That's all it was. It was, it was about family being the most important thing. So, all right. Yet, uh, let's do 38. This is the director, Lee Unkrich of Coco. This is now I regret seeing this. Listen. Share this with our immensely talented cast and crew, as well as the executive teams at Disney and Pixar. Thanks for the support of my wife, Laura, my three kids, Hannah, Alice, Max, my entire family. I love you. And the biggest thank you of all to the people of Mexico. Coco would not exist without your endlessly beautiful culture and traditions. Okay. <laughs> Okay. With Coco, we tried to take a step forward toward a world where all children can grow up seeing characters in movies that look and talk and live like they do. Marginalized people deserve to feel like they belong. Representation matters. What the hell? If I was a, a Mexican citizen, I'd be offended by that. Yeah, I mean, so you're... you're uh... Really? Thanks. That's what so you, you think you, of us? You That's use, what you think of us? And you're using me for that? You're white. You're making money off me? You're appropriating my culture? Mm. Uh, my son saw it. He never said anything about them being Mexican or this or that. I asked my son, what's the most important thing about that movie? You know what he said to me? Family's the most important thing. That's what I learned. I said, you're right. But this guy's got to go make it about race. Idiot. Uh, and then it gets uh, even about 39. Some guy named Eugenio Derbez talks about Coco. And here we go. In the movie, this song pulls a 12-year-old Mexican boy from the land of the living across the border to the land of the dead, all for the love of his family. Because, you know, in the afterworld, there are no walls. It's actually not true. <laughs> you know, it's funny. They actually didn't let the dead people go through to see their family unless they had the proper documentation. Well... They, let, they did not let them go through unless the family put a picture of them on some special mantle. If there was no picture, they didn't let you through. So they actually, there were walls. They wouldn't let them through the security part. They dragged them back to the land of the dead. The spiritual passport? Yep. But I mean, the, the, uh, the family alive had to put up a family, like a picture in, you know, rem more, we, we remember this person. I know what it is. So that's what I'm saying. So they actually did have walls in that aspect. They didn't let anybody just go. You had to meet a certain requirement, idiot.
852. Now, again, I'm like mad. I'm like mad. I want to get this Eugenio Derbez on and go, actually, there. did you not see the movie? One guy tried to go through the turnstile in, a, in an outfit, and they said, no, 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 you're not who you say you are. He tried to sneak over because his family wasn't remembering him. They didn't have his picture up. They dragged him back, wouldn't let him through. Racists. 852, back and forth, KNST. Yeah. It's 9.07. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. This is a great thing about live radio. Well, I mean, we have a plan and a roadmap. And then when things happen, we could deviate because things kind of get you know crazy. All of a sudden, I come across an email of Rachel Sedgwick, the TUSD board member who called my ideas of uh, arming teachers and Michael Hicks agreeing. And he backed it. Ignorant, twisted. And like a sick joke. Ineffective sick joke. So uh, that's taken full, you know, like center stage. And, and I read that and I'm about to put it on my uh, the page at KNST.com. So you can read the, re- the email sent to her and, and the other board members by someone. And that remained nameless. And also you can read her response, which is, which is pretty damn comical. So we'll, we'll put that up there. But that, I mean, that's just great. I mean, we have like a roadmap and then that kind of just... You deviate because there's cool stuff and it makes it fun and it's different. And it's live and you know we don't read glass here. We could we could move at the speed of light and get things going and it's true. I believe you. Thank you. I see it every day. Anyway, Ryan wants me. Uh, listen, the one thing I've never before three things. One thing I've never done in this show is give shoutouts. Like not even to my own family. Yeah. Like no happy birthdays. Nobody cares unless it's like your birthday and like if it's your birthday, your mom cares, but nobody else cares. So we don't do that. But then Ryan's like, listen, you got to say hey to this guy. Who's this guy? His name is Paul Cienfuegos. I met him this weekend. At oh, great. A, now he's going to get audited. Yeah, I know. Uh, at the uh, at a baseball tournament. And Vietnam, Vietnam veteran loves the well, show. thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you for listening. And you're awesome that you listen for, for so long. But you do realize we don't give shout-outs. Because now everybody's going to want a shout-out. Yeah, we just it. don't do that. So this guy, what is it, Paul? We yes. can't give a shout-out to Paul. It's not going to happen. Sorry, Paul. I tried, man. But we appreciate you listening. I was, like, I was like, hey, man, great meeting you. I'll see you on the radio on Monday. And he's like, what? Huh? <laughs> what is, wait, what does that mean? Wait, wait. Come back here. Wait, who? Explain that. Wait, what? You're looking through my radio? Uh-huh. So there's that, which is, which is cool. So uh, thank you, but I can't publicly thank you for listening. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. Uh, no thanking. <laughs> there's no thanking on this show. We thank no one. As my son would say, manners are the way. And then he'd make himself burp and say, excuse me, and start laughing. Thank you. Uh, number one, he's reached that age. He learned that from his mother, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, number one, the uh, the Oscars, 16% dip in ratings from last year, 9% down last year from the year before that, 4% down from the year before that, 8% down. There's a trend going on. Uh, and on top of that, they walked around with pins on their, orange pins on their their suits and their dresses and everything else. Uh, to show that they're for gun control, yet they were being protected by 500 armed LAPD officers, and they were being protected by a 10-foot chain-link border fence to keep the riffraff out, because to get into the Oscars, you know what you needed? Proper documentation. 
So everything that they can't stand. Very Trumpian, by the way. The Oscars. Armed security. You need proper documents to get in. And there's a big, beautiful wall to keep people out that shouldn't be in there. They're all for that when it benefits them. Other than that, not so much. Not so much. Uh, Second thing I think you need to know, TUSD. They are going to have a school safety uh, school safety community forum Wednesday night, six to eight at Choya High School. Monday night, six to eight, Saguaro High School, talking about, of course, guns in schools and threats and stuff like that. Uh, what they can do, and they're going to have people from the district, law enforcement, and the community. Who's the community? Well, who else do you need? But uh, my name is Bob. I'm from the community. I can answer your question. Uh, and this is on the heels again. I just put it up at knst.com. Uh, Rachel Sedgwick, a TUSD board member, called my idea of arming teachers. I want to make sure I, I get this. Uh, I get this correct. <clears throat> Twisted, ignorant, a an ineffective joke of an idea. Ignorant, twisted, ineffective joke. So what are her ideas? I've, I left her a voicemail, a text, and a Facebook message. And I have yet to hear back from anybody. There you go. Third thing, I think you need to know the Florida legislature, the Florida Senate, I should say, the Florida Senate uh, voted on Saturday to, uh, to not ban. They voted down a ban on assault weapons, and at the same time, they voted to arm teachers. At least they get it right there, huh? Three things I think you need to know. Isn't that nice? Um, by the way, I'm just looking at a picture. It's on my Facebook post of the Oscar story about how they have everybody, you know, protecting them and stuff like that. Uh, in the it's it's the picture of the selfie that Ellen took, I guess, when she hosted with Bradley Cooper, and it got like a gazillion retweets and whatever, like the record ever. You know, it's funny. I'm looking at that. And you have Jennifer Lawrence, who's an absolute failure. So I'm going to take a year off acting to save our democracy. She's going to take a year off acting because her movie sucks. The third straight, like she made some movie about her being a Russian agent or something like that. And it was, it was terrible, terrible reviews. And it made almost no money at the box office. Probably won an Oscar then. Uh, she had movies before that. I don't even know what they were, but apparently they said three straight horrible uh, movies, horrible openings that she's had. You're taking a year off because you're not making money anymore. Like it's not worth putting you in a movie, paying you obscene money when you don't make it back. But I'm looking, she's in the picture. Kevin Spacey is in the picture. Meryl Streep, who called Harvey Weinstein a God is in the picture. Uh, I said, Kevin Spacey, Brad Pitt, you know, a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of winning going on right there. Mm hmm. Like, uh, and follow my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis radio. So you can, uh, so you can see it for yourself. Now, uh, Jeff Flake, you probably didn't hear about this because it was on CNN. Jeff Flake won't come on this show, but he sat down for an hour-long interview, probably longer than that, but the show was an hour long, uh, an interview with David Axelrod, Obama's former, not chief of staff, but like advisor, whatever, like any campaign, he, he was Obama's guy. Helped him get elected. He's uh, a mouthpiece, all this stuff, right? Sat down for an hour hours and they cut it down to an hour on CNN. And it was very interesting because apparently uh, good old uh, El Jefe actually has a good relationship with Barack Obama. Hates Trump. He has no problem condemning Trump left and right. This shows everything you need to know about this nut Jeff Flake. You ready for this? 
you got to be ready for it. Let's play number 33 first. Uh, this is Jeff Flake. Uh, David, David Axelrod's like, oh, I noticed a picture you have of my former boss, Barack Obama, over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen to this. Here we go. He called me after the, the shooting to make sure I was all right. And after I gave my speech, he, he called. And the, the nicest thing I did, that he did, I think, is the, the last night he was in the White House, the day before inauguration, uh, he called and just to mm. say that he'd enjoyed working with me. Ah. And uh, I certainly said the same. He didn't have to do that. It was very nice. So he enjoyed working with Obama, who, by the way, literally got caught spying on reporters on James Rosen. He was wiretapping James Rosen and James Rosen's family's phone to listen into it. He did the same to Associated Press reporters. Flake never said a damn thing about that, but when Trump said the the media is the enemy of the people because they're just dishonest. Oh, Mr. President, you... Those are the same words used by dictators like Stalin. You're, you can't be doing that. You're like Stalin. Obama actually was like a dictator, using his powers to spy on Americans because he didn't like the way they were reporting, trying to find stuff to get out in front of it and stop it from happening. Trump's not doing that. Oh, Jeff Flake. Oh, Jeff Flake. Yeah. There's more. Let's play number 36, talking about the way a conservative needs to act. I swear, this is what he said. Listen to this. But being a conservative is not just being conservative on policy. It's being conservative in comportment and demeanor and manners. And uh, we have anything but that in the White House right now. So why didn't he rip John McCain when John McCain went after Tea Party people, Trump supporters, you name it? Uh, How about when you lie? How about that? You lied too, Jeff. You've lied. We, we pointed it out. God, this guy is such a fool. Um, you know what's funny about uh, Flake is that it, Axelrod was like, you know, you vote with him like 97% of the time, like one of the top five. Like, well, you know, I just, you know, just to get justices in there and stuff like that. And, you know, he could have conservative policies, but he doesn't act like a conservative. Oh, really? How do you act, buddy? Um, this is cool. 37. You'll hear David Axelrod. I wanted to leave this in there because he talked about he saw a bunch of people, did, a, did apparently a focus group. People say they love, uh, they may not be a fan of Trump's language, but they love what he does. Let's do 37. You just got you to hear this. Just, just listen. I was in a focus group uh, in Peoria the other day mm. with a group of, uh, of people who had voted for Trump. They, they don't like his tweeting, right? but basically they say, He's fulfilling his promises. And right. on this very issue that troubles you, his uh, sort of lack of decorum, they say, you know what? He says the stuff other people won't say, you know? And sometimes it's a little rough, right. but he, you know, at least he's authentic. You know, he, we know that he says what he thinks. And it's really an indictment of politicians. Yeah, it, it is. Um, uh, but <laughs> words matter. Oh, Words matter. When the president uh, talks about the press as the enemy of the people, for example, oh, and then, again. Uh, talks about fake news, calling real news fake and fake news real, well, it is. Uh, that has ramifications, uh, particularly internationally, uh, when authoritarians everywhere now borrow that language to justify cracking down on dissent and legitimate opposition as mm. fake news. Uh, when the president uh, talks about uh, Mexicans in a demeaning way, or talks about Mexico paying for the wall, 
that has ramifications, long-term ramifications. And, and mm. so th that's why, you know, when people say these tweets or this language, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just Trump being Trump. It does matter. Yeah, get some wins. You lose. Oh, just just listen. It has ramifications. You people, these people are just too dumb to realize about the ramifications of Trump standing up for America. I mean, listen, we got to just be the punching bag of the rest of the world. We got to do everything that Mexico wants. We we got to be a bunch of patsies and have no problem with them sending drug dealers and rapists and drugs and everything across the border. And of course, some good people too. That's what Trump said. Again, everything that Obama did, this guy has no, I have a great word. I have a great word. You know, it's it, we're in relationship with Obama. It's just great. Um, Let's do another one real quick. Let's jump ahead. Or actually, let's do 34. Because uh, Axelrod's like, dude, why don't you stay and fight? Let's do 34. You got to love this. Jeff Lake, he believes so much in what he's doing. He's quitting. Listen to this. Here we go. I was in Arizona uh, in the last couple of days, and I ran into a Republican who you know and is uh, uh, an admirer of yours. And he, he said this. He said, I, I really respect uh, Jeff, but why, if he believes so deeply in these things, why doesn't he stay and fight? <laughs> why doesn't he just fight mm. it out? And if he loses, he loses. But right. take a stand. You know, that's, that's tempting, certainly. Uh, but when you run a campaign, it's not just you. Uh, you've got to get oh, volunteers yeah. and, uh, and, and staff. And, and nobody wants to. Donors. Because I'm a it's loser. It's a whole effort. And to, to say to them, I'm not running to win. I'm just going to stand on principle. But will surely lose. Oh. Uh, and, you know, that's not fair to them. So basically, everybody knows that nobody likes you. You're not going to win. You're going to lose. So nobody's going to volunteer to do that. And why should they? So basically, everything you say stinks. Right? Huh. Nobody wants to back his play. Yeah, because nobody likes it. Nobody agrees with it. It's a loser. Nobody backs a loser. That's why I don't stay and fight, because nobody thinks I'm right, except for me. Toolbag. He really, I'm, I'm over it already. I'm just, I'm sick of it. Mike, welcome to KNST. Hello, words matter. I use them. Hi, Mike. Hey, I'm doing well. How are you, Gary? All right, Good what's morning. going on? Hey, if words matter, how soon can I expect Senator Flake to condemn President Obama when he called Republicans terrorists, including Senator Flake? That's if the, words yeah. matter, when will I hear uh, Senator Flake condemn his counterpart, John McCain, for reading an editorial on the Senate floor from the New York Times? describing Tea Party uh, conservatives as little hobbits that need to go back to Middle Earth. Mm -hmm. How soon can I expect a condemnation from Senator Flake when Obama said, if you put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig? Mm. In suggesting a, or, or, or uh, making a, uh, a response in regards to a, uh, a hockey mom by the name of Sarah Palin who was running for the uh, Vice Presidency. Uh, the list goes on. So yep. will Senator Flake uh, call out and condemn the comments made by those said individuals, his good friend who called him the day before the inauguration of a real president like Trump? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the answer is uh, when pigs fly. That's when, that's when you're going to see all that stuff. Um, well, I it's never going to happen. If I smoke the same dope that the president of the uh, previous administration did based upon his two autobiographies. With his Chum gang? You know, yeah, of course. Yeah, you might, you might. the high school in the in a haze, and then getting into Occidental College at the same time. <laughs> I mean, really. Listen. And then he finally sobered up and realized how much material he forgot that he wrote a second autobiography. Well, well now, wow, okay. but let's not let's not you know get into too many details. It's confusing me. Sure. But let's let's just say, you know why Jeff Flake won't go on a show like this, but he'll go sit down. 
with David Axelrod on CNN and he goes on MSNBC and he goes on the big network shows because they're not going to ask him these things. And that's why. That's why he does it. I mean, everybody knows he's full of it. That's why he can't get volunteers. He can't get them. It's a great call. Thank you very much. You know, if you put a little eyeshadow and blush on a pig as well, you could almost have a nice date. Listen, I should pull out the Jew card and say, you can't keep using that statement that, uh, as a Jew, even though I enjoy it. I made a great pork dish actually last night. You can't say that. It hurts my feelings. Or If I had feelings, it would be. Anyway. What? Why can't I say well, that? My feelings are hurt because you didn't invite me over for dinner. You know, I had spaghetti again. <laughs> Your wife's one hell of a cook. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Don't say anything. My wife just texted me. She's listening. <laughs> <laughs> she texts me. Jeff Flake, worst senator ever. She is. She is. She is. <laughs> yes. Worst senator ever. One more real quick. I know we're late, but we got to get to this. Uh, this is how Jeff Flake doesn't get it. Okay. Uh, he doesn't get what Americans want. 35 on with David Axelrod on CNN. Here we go. It's not just a, an indictment of, of Trump and Trumpism, but we were headed this direction, you know, long ago. Uh, we kind of stopped being the party of limited government, economic freedom, individual responsibility, mm. and kind of drifted off to fight the culture wars. That's when you always know you're in a bad place, uh, when you stop talking as a Republican about limited government or, uh, you know, limiting spending, and you start talking about flag burning um, or mm. other cultural issues. Uh, to, or, or immigration to try to make up for not being conservative fiscally. You have to emphasize other issues. And, you know, when we started doing that, uh, you know, 2006, uh, you know, when Terry Schiavo issues and the right to life. I knew we were in trouble and uh, we lost the majority in the House and the Senate we were in uh, trouble. at that time. You know, Trump won on a cultural issue, you dingbat. The cultural change in America for people that want to be here and keep America what it is, which is what it's great, and get back to America being great, versus people coming over and trying to make it into a third world country. It has nothing to do if you're Mexican, if you're Irish, if you're this or that. It has to do with your love of America. And people wanted to come here and change the rules and change everything. Everything that we do and make it a giant welfare state. That's not what we're about. Trump won because people were pissed at people taking knees during NFL games. They got pissed at flags being burned. Americans care about that crap, and there was not a damn Republican leader that spoke up well enough about it. But Jeff Flake knows exactly what it takes to win and lose, as he quit over a year ahead of time because he was getting his ass kicked. Good luck there, Jeff. Good luck. I'm done with him. I know I've said it before, but I really am. But he's friends with Obama. Such a friggin' hypocrite. The worst. All right, 925. Um... We got, there's, there's more we need to get to. There's some real funny stuff. Crazy Maxine's at it again. Maxine Waters. Trump made fun of her. He made fun of himself. He made fun of everybody. Friday night at the uh, Gridiron Dinner. It's with the media. No cameras allowed. We've read the transcripts of the 30 minutes he did stand-up, basically. Met Reagan on himself, his wife, Mike Pence, other politicians, Maxine Waters, when you hear what he said about Maxine and how she reacted to it, you're going to say, oh, my God, only she could react to it this way. So he makes fun of Maxine in a very honest way. And her reaction is absolutely, absolutely perfect. You got to hear this ding bad. It's coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Stimulating talk. All right, 931, thanks for hanging out. going to be sunny and 71 today. Enjoy it. It's going to be warmer tomorrow and warmer Thursday and Friday. How about that?
Bikini time. Yes, I have a bunch of videos on my page at knc.com, including the one we're going to play uh, in a little bit. No, no just just oh. stop. Just stop. We'll get the uh, we'll get to the Maxine Waters thing in a second. First, I, I, we got we got to take this. Uh, Ruth, welcome to KNST. Hello, Ruth. Hello. How Hi. are you, Garrett? I'm all right. What's happening? Well, uh, I live out here in Saddlebrook, and number one, we're looking forward to seeing you in another week or so. Oof. I un- I understand you're really? going to be out here at the Republican meeting. I hope that's correct. <laughs> that is. That is very correct. Um, I am preparing for this. I'm going to speak louder than normal so you people okay. can hear me. I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I wanted to tell you. I'm about kidding. Boys. I'm kidding because I uh, listen. Stop I think it, here's oh the, here's the good thing, and I'm I'm just going to give you some warm up for my material. Don't worry. Okay. I'll make this I'll make the same jokes out there because I can run faster than everybody in that room, even oh. on your scooters. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay, for keep sure, going. you can run yes, faster than everybody in the room. Uh, yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Go hey, ahead. We were at a meeting about two or three months ago at a Republican meeting out here, and the place was packed, and. Um, we had experienced a young woman who, I don't know if she was paid or what, but anyway, she was walking around with a petition to get people to sign for Flake to be on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Nobody would sign the petition. <laughs> she, it was so embarrassing for her. But as soon as she said what she was doing, everybody's going, no thanks. <laughs> you know Good what? I, I've, actually, I've actually heard I had some operatives uh, in that meeting. And they oh. said that this poor girl was walking around, and I think I think one person signed it because they didn't know what they were doing. Okay. Uh, but she kept saying, "We need we need to get Jeff Flake's name on the ballot before he said he was going to uh, quit. We need to get right. him on the ballot." And they're like, "Get out of here! Get out! We don't get out of here! Get out of here!" So uh, yeah, I'm telling. And you yeah. guys are the like literally, you guys are, like the most the biggest Republican club in the state of Arizona. Am I right? That's what we understand. Yes, <laughs> that's what we keep being told. Eggs, yeah. and that's why you know guys like Flake and McCain run from you. They literally run from you guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, we haven't seen either one of them down here. Has McSally uh, stopped by at all? Pardon? Has McSally visited you guys or no? Yes, yes, she has. Recently, since she announced she was running for Senate or no? Uh, No, not since then. Yeah, I didn't think so. She's she's been here, well, she's been here a couple times, actually. Okay, one day, she's not going to go there now, even though she should. She's going to run from the real conservative people. Yeah, uh, maybe. Like there is no tomorrow. I'm just telling you on that one. I'm just, they still haven't called us back to reschedule an interview, but, but yeah, I'll be out there. When, when am I going to be out there? What is it like next Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Looking forward to seeing you. Okay. I, I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, I, uh, I think it's going to be a good time. It's, it's usually a good crowd. And again, like I said, if you don't like what I say, I can run faster. So it's okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Ruth. Okay. Bye. Um, can't what? get away when your tires are popped. Oh. <laughs> we got you now. You may run, but we all carry heat. <laughs> all right. Now I got you. Say it again, smart guy. Say it again. <laughs> what? Uh. <laughs> that's going to be my favorite. Say something. Say something. So let me tell you about this whole what? immigration. <laughs> Speak up. You're going to get me in trouble. I was thinking about actually going out there and do what I do to my, uh, my, my nanny, God rest her soul. Uh, when I would uh, talk to her, I'd look at her. Uh, she lived with us in Long Island a, a couple for a, a year or two. It was a long, long year or two after my grandfather passed. And I'd look at her and I'd say, Natty, mom, I'm out there. And she'd be like, what? <laughs> Natty, go up there. Important. And she'd go, what? And I'd do it again. She'd go, oh, you little son of a... And yeah. I was thinking about doing the same thing. You should. I think I'm going to attend this meeting and videotape it as well. <laughs> 
not not allowed. Evidence not allowed in comedy. We'll get back to uh, Maxine Waters. Uh, her her reaction to Trump making a joke about her is awesome, absolutely awesome, and that's coming up. We'll get to it in about uh, six minutes. Oh, and I just got a text back from Rachel Sedgwick. I'll let you know what that is too. Don't go anywhere. Back in six on KNST. Here's the latest from Fox. Hi, nine forty four. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Oscars. Who cares? Here's the good news you're going to want to hear. It dropped 16% in ratings compared to last year. It's been a downward trend for the past, like, nine years. There's a reason for that. Nobody likes them. They also uh, wore little orange pins saying, uh, we're, for, for gun, we're for gun control. That's what we are. We are for gun control. Of course they are. As they were surrounded by 500 armed LAPD officers, they were also surrounded by a 10-foot-high chain-link fence, making a border fence so you couldn't get in unless you had documentation. But they're for open borders. Hypocrites. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, TUSD going to have a, uh, an open forum for security. They want to talk about school safety and things like that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, 6 to 8. Uh, it'll be at Choya High School. Monday night, 6 to 8 at uh, Saguaro High School. And there'll be uh, people there, like you know, law enforcement and stuff like that. Got an email. You think someone from the NRA is going to be there? No, that would make it fair. Uh, third thing, I think you need to know the Florida Senate Saturday voted against banning assault weapons, but voted to arm teachers. We can learn from that. Three things I think you need to know. By the way, uh, if you want to win tickets to Old Tucson Spirit of the West Fest, they're celebrating the Spirit of the West with the Spirit of the West Fest. It's going to be March 16th through the 18th. You could enter to win tickets right now. At knst.com. That's the website, knst.com. Go to contest, enter. I hope you win. Not you, but you. Who? I hope you win. You. Good luck. Uh, so, before we get to Crazy Maxine, I know I've been, I've been teasing Crazy Maxine. It's fun to tease her. Right? Um, thank you. If you're just tuning in, I have. Sick. I have this up on my page at knst.com. Uh, it's an email that I received, uh, and it's, it's like a double email. Uh, apparently somebody heard my interview with TUSD board member, Michael Hicks last Monday. And he said, I believe in arming, you know, we got to find out the details, but arming police, I mean, arming teachers and staff to protect everybody at school. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm for that. Okay. We went over some things and that happened. So somebody listened and then wrote a, a an email. They were very upset about hearing this and they wrote it to every school board member. Uh, including Rachel Sedgwick. And Rachel Sedgwick responded. And by the way, I, you could see the whole thing on my page at, at knst.com. It's it's up there. I hope you enjoy it. I'll put it on my Facebook page as well. I'll put it everywhere. I'll put it everywhere. And this uh, this person, you're sick. You know that? So this person wrote this email to Rachel Sedgwick, and they literally didn't have actual facts. That's what made this hilarious. This person wrote this, or they wrote to everybody. They, this person, I won't, I didn't name the person, um, but he never, he's totally against guns in school, totally against arming teachers. Person so crazy, they wrote, I have been and remained opposed to on-duty police officers on campus. They don't even want cops on campus. That's how insane this person is, right? And then they wrote, I am not prepared today to offer an emotionally compelling or well-researched intellectual argument about gun control or gun ownership or public possession of firearms. <laughs> I have no idea what facts are, and I'm not actually well-versed on it, so I can't do it, but I'm against them. 
If you choose to hold a public forum on the issue, I will attempt to be better prepared. <laughs> but for today, I reiterate, I never, 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 never will permit my child to attend a school with armed teachers or staff. Anyway, so the one uh, email I received back uh, reply was from Rachel Sedgwick. And she said, uh, I am sorry to this person. I'm sorry you heard such nonsense on the radio. I want to let you know, and she's a school board member again, I want to let you know that I think the idea of arming teachers is potentially the most ignorant, twisted, and ineffective joke of an idea that I've heard in quite some time. I was a teacher for 13 years, and I was teaching elementary and middle school students in Bridgeport, 10 minutes from Sandy Hook, when the crazy gunner killed students and teachers. People spoke then of arming teachers and went nowhere. It'll go nowhere in Arizona. If I can help it, I will never, I will not ever vote to approve guns in the hands of educators on campus. In fact, I've requested an agenda item for the board to vote for a no tolerance policy regarding guns on campus. Hmm. Anyone who would advocate to bring guns on campus should not be on a school board. That is my opinion. Thank you, Rachel Sedgwick. So I found out about this in the seven o'clock hour, talked about it in the eight o'clock hour, talking about it now. Uh, Right before eight o'clock, I called Rachel Sedgwick. Invited her on the show. I texted her and I wrote her a Facebook message. And she just uh, sent me a text saying she is available uh, 710 tomorrow morning in the studio. Because I want to find out if she's against all this stuff. She's a school board member. I just want her to let me know and you know why it's bad. Why it's ignorant, twisted, and an ineffective joke of an idea, what her ideas are, and that kind of stuff. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. So I hope she comes. Again, I said, cool, do you remember where the studio is? And I haven't heard back, but she said she could do either being in studio or on the phone at 710. So I would plan on her being here uh, tomorrow morning at 710. And I suggest that you listen, because I think it's going to be good. It's going to be entertaining, informative. Right? Yes. You know what it's going to be like? It's going to be like when you're really hungry and you want just like this big greasy cheeseburger with like the cheese like just oozing off the sides. It's going to be like that big greasy cheeseburger that you're just, you're craving when you're starving. It'll be like that on the radio to your brain. So we're causing your brain to get fatter, which is the point. Anyway, uh, so that, and by the way, I have that, it should be on my, did I put it up? Did I hit, did I hit publish? Yes, I did. Is it, is it on the, uh, the page? It should be, why is it not up there? Why is it taking forever? I, I did this a while ago. I'm not a techno doofus. I did this. You said that. Yeah, we know you did that. Did you hit the... I put, uh, it says created, modify, and... Oh, not public. Hang on. Oh. Why didn't this work? Out! Preview out, and publish. Out, yeah, that's pretty... Okay. Why is it not doing? What's... I got to figure this out during the... Thank you. Why is it not doing it? I don't understand. Go home to mommy. Thank you. I got to get one of the web geeks in here. Oh, and that's going to make him want to help you. Boo, hoo, hoo. They're not listening. That's what they are, web geeks. Oh my gosh. Nothing wrong with that. That is so not If cool. you work in IT and you specialize in websites, you're a web geek. It's okay. I am a, I am a, I'm a chick geek. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> 952. Really quick, let's play... Uh, Let's play Joy Reid. Joy Reid, who's on MSNBC on Saturday mornings. I'm sure you're up watching. She's nuts. 
Uh, she read what Trump said at the Gridiron Media Dinner. He's making jokes about everybody, and then he made it himself, his wife, whatever. Then he made he said something about Maxine Waters. Listen to what uh, it's not. This, we don't have any audio. There's no cameras allowed. It's just funny to me. So Joy Reid read the transcript. Listen to this. But between the self-deprecating jokes and the light-hearted roasts of Trump's favorite targets in politics and the media, was this below-the-belt jab at Congresswoman Maxine Waters? Quote: Maxine Waters, he must be impeached. That's all she knows how to say. He must be impeached, impeached. But he's done nothing wrong. Doesn't mm. matter, they say, what he's done wrong. Uh, what has he done wrong? I don't know. You've got to be impeached. And then I say, I get in trouble for this. She has to immediately take an IQ test. <laughs> so he says, crazy Maxine needs to take an IQ test. Needs to- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How did Maxine react? Listen to Crazy Maxine. Let's play 44. Let's play 44. Uh, of course, how does she react to Trump saying that about her, that she's dumb? Listen. This president uh, has been called stupid. Mm. He has been called ignorant. Mm-hmm. And even his secretary of state uh, did not deny that he called him a moron. Mm-hmm. And so he has no credibility. Uh, he has been name calling. Uh, he's been saying all kinds of things. And I certainly expected him to come out with some racist remarks about me. Yes, it's right. Me calling you dumb. Is racist, you dingbat. Oh, we have. If we have time, we got a great another example of her being so stupid. It's it's coming up. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating.